0: When it comes to the Bearcats quarterback battle, I'll use this phrase, strike while the iron is hot. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, now up to 420 subscribers in counting. We've gotten a lot in the past 24 hours. So thank you very much um, to all of you who have subscribed. I'm Alex Frank, your host each and every day, former sports director of UC's student-run media organization, Bearcast Media, bringing all of those experiences here the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. All right, so striking while the iron is hot. Let me take you back to 2018. And on today's show, this is what we're going to talk about. We're talking about the quarterback battle because it is the biggest storyline in fall camp. It's been the biggest storyline throughout the offseason. I'm going to take you back to 2018, the season opener, and something Luke Fickle said to me after week two of that season, in the bowels of then- Paul Brown Stadium, now known as Paycor Stadium. I'm going to touch on something Geno Gadulli said in the offseason and why it means Evan Prater should be the starting quarterback. And then, in segment three, I know I've said this, but I'm going to expand on it, that the decision made at the quarterback battle could have long-term effects beyond this season. So let me take you back to the start of the 2018 season. Quarterback battle, there was one. Hayden Moore and Desmond Ritter. Now, what I knew, what you knew, we knew Hayden Moore was limited. We knew he wasn't that great of a quarterback. Some would struggle to say he was even a good quarterback. But you didn't know who Desmond Ritter was. When I thought about Desmond Ritter leading into the 2018 season, my thought process was, well, he's... Somebody knew, so we don't hate him more, can't get the job done, back-to-back four and eight seasons. Well, maybe we should give this guy a shot. And by the second quarter of the season opener, you knew it was time to make a switch. You knew it was time to make that switch. And look at what that aggressiveness did. Look at the decision and the guts that, the, that went into making that decision in-game. Trailing 10 to nothing. You're coming off back to back four and eight seasons. And Luke Fickle was only in his second season at the time. The guts and the um the willingness to take that risk and insert Desmond Ritter. First game action of this of his career at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. And look what it led to that night, that season, and the next four years. Four straight 10 win seasons. I say four straight because it would have been had 2020 not been shortened. Two conference championships. A top 10 ranking. Do you know the Bearcats? They're ranked number 23 in the AP poll to start this season. But from the middle of October... The middle of October through the end of last season, the Cincinnati Bearcats never fell out of the top 10 in rankings in the AP poll or college football playoff poll. For the Bearcats football program, that is how far this program has come. You're in the top 10 for over a year. And all of that, plus the college football playoff appearance, all of that came from just being aggressive, not settling, seeing what you had with the new guy in Desmond Ritter. That is exactly what can happen with Evan Prater being the starter. Think about where the program is right now. Striking while the iron is hot. You're coming off that college football playoff appearance. You're heading to the Big 12. You're getting a new locker room and facility. Season tickets have sold out. Recruiting is at an all-time high in terms of momentum. Why not start your highest-rated recruit on offense, in history. A guy who you know has a lot of potential, plays like Desmond Ritter, has a good arm, can run with the football, can make plays. You listen to him talk about, you listen to him exude confidence, leadership, all skills you want in a quarterback. Because who Desmond Ritter was, confident, charismatic leader. And look what that led the Bearcats to. Desmond Ritter. You could view him as arrogant in his freshman season. I I will admit I did. Week 4 of 2018. I know know I'm going to get to something Luke Fickle said after week 2 of that season. But for this segment, week 4, the Bearcats come back and beat OU. And that was a major comeback. That was the first piece of okay we're going to find out if Desmond Ritter truly is this program's quarterback of the future and he proved that with flying colors in the second half of that game so Desmond Ritter in his post-game press conference when asked about the comeback first question he said when I step out onto that field I believe I'm the best player and I took that as "Ooh, that's a little arrogant that's a little selfish. That's a little cocky for a freshman to say that. And I didn't. I'm going to be honest. I did not like the answer. So as his career progresses, it became clear that that's who Desmond Ritter was, and you like that about him. We weren't used to the football program having that kind of leader. It did not matter who, how good of a quarterback Desmond Ritter was his first season or second season or third season at the start at least. What mattered was this. You had him in your corner. You were in good hands. All Desmond Ritter did was win. That's all he did. Third winningest quarterback in college football history. And I see a lot of the same attributes in Evan Brader. Confident, charismatic, leader. Start Ben Bryant. And I think what you're going to see and feel is that there is some uncertainty heading into the Big 12. Because we know Ben Bryant has that ceiling. And if you start Ben Bryant... And let's say he does lead you to a conference championship, and he very well could. I think it's going to be a sigh of relief if that happens because I think he's going to make that difficult. You saw what you saw in that start he made against Memphis. The final score is a clear indicator of the quarterback Ben Bryan is. Fell behind 17-3, made some plays to get the Bearcats back into the game, but when the game was on the line... He could not make plays. He threw two picks in the second half, and that is what ultimately led to the Bearcats not hosting the conference championship. Again, admirable start, admirable player, admirable quarterback, not the quarterback of the future. I know Ben Bryant is the most experienced, but this can become a very tough situation at the end of the season because what if you do win a conference championship, but it's not because of Bryant? And then you have Evan Prater's untapped potential on the bench for a third straight year. That's not going to sit well with him. That's not going to sit well with the rest of the fan base. That's not going to sit well with me. That's not going to sit well with Russ Heltman. That's not going to sit well throughout the program. Because Evan Prater's going to eventually realize, I don't have a future here. I need to transfer. And you know what? He probably will. And that would not be a good situation to be in. And that's why right now, the iron is hot. Ben Bryant starting. Again, if the Bearcats go with him, there's understanding to that. He's your most experienced quarterback, and you're playing Arkansas week one. But the iron will cool off if you start Ben Bryant. Coming up, there's one reason why Evan Prayer should be the starter that goes back to a key thing Gino Gadulli said earlier this offseason, and what Luke Fickle said after the second game of 2018. I'll explain what that is next after a word from NHTSA. And this is a very, very serious message. So you're hanging out with some friends, and you're putting back a few drinks. That's okay. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. You should. But then... Nah, you live nearby, you can make it home okay, it's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, or you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. And that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads. To save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, please think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or worse, someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen of every day. The Ultimate College Football Preview is here. It's a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Man, the season is just around the corner. What that? I think what they've done, what they've done this year is they have combined week zero and week one, and they've just called it week one because it starts next week. I mean, you've got some big 10 teams in action next week. You've got some, you know, major schools in action next week. Not your blue bloods, but still power five schools in action next week. Alex Frank with you, your host each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats. So Remember Gino Gadulli in the offseason said the Bearcats aren't going to change the offense this season just because he's taking over as offensive coordinator, just because the Bearcats are moving to the Big 12. That was said back in February. And even with Desmond Ritter's prolific dual threat abilities throughout his four years, Cincinnati was still a run first team. Cincinnati was still a team that wanted to run the ball, tough and nasty, grind you out, run it straight down your throats. And they were able to do that with the guys with Jerome Ford, Jared Dokes, Michael Warren, all those guys. And I, and they are still going to be that kind of team. Now, I want to take you back to 2018. And There's something Luke Fickle said. I asked him this question, and it was a very obvious question because we knew Cincinnati wanted to run the football. It was a focus throughout his first season. It was a focus heading into his second season. And through two games in 2018, Michael Warren has 64 carries for over 200 yards. Desmond Ritter um, was also running the football really well. I think he had over 100 yards for two games. He wasn't passing the ball prolifically, but he was running the ball. And I asked him, in the bowels of Paul Brown Stadium, what it was known as at the time, now it's known as Paycor Stadium, this was after the Bearcats beat Miami 21 nothing. a rain-soaked game. The Bearcats win. It was their... I think their 13th straight win over Miami at the time. So I asked Luke Fickle. I said, Does Desmond Ritter give you guys the ability to run the football like you want to? And he said, without hesitation, he says, he does. And what he talked to me, and what he talked about was to me, to my question, and to all the other reporters who were standing there, was if you load a man in the box to try to stop the run. That's not going to work because Desmond Ritter's ability to stretch the field, get to the edge, it stretches the defense. You cannot load eight men in the box when you have a dual threat quarterback. That is not going to work. The Chargers figured that out in the playoff game against the Ravens that same year. You could not load the box against Lamar Jackson. That was not going to work. And teams still could not figure out Desmond Ritter in 2018. Passed for over three, passed for, or ran rather, for over 500 yards that season. Passed for over 2,500 yards. Might have been over 3,000. I'll look at that. But anyway, the point is this. Desmond Ritter could throw. Desmond Ritter could run. And normally in college football and the NFL today, if that's the case, if you have that dual-threat quarterback, you are going to be pass first team. But that's not the case with the Cincinnati Bearcats because they are one first team. It just so happens they have a quarterback who can run in addition to his throwing. He doesn't have to throw the ball 40 times a game like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes do. He doesn't have to throw a 35 times a game. He can throw 25 to maybe 30. That's going to be the case this year for Cincinnati. By the way, Desmond Ritter in 2018, um, first two games of his career had, wow, 163 rushing yards. 100 against Miami, 63 against UCLA. Passed for 2,445 yards in 2018. Would have been more had he not gotten hurt in the first quarter of the military bowl. Ran for 583. So That's almost 3,000 yards. In fact, it might be 3,000 yards. Yes, over 3,000 yards of offense. So, I say that. Look at the rushing stats for Ben Bryant and Evan Prater. And I say this because Evan Prater can do the same things Desmond Ritter could do. Evan Prater can run. Evan Prater can throw. And that's going to make this offense do what it wants to do. Evan Prater can make this offense dynamic while still being able to run the football. So, rushing yardage. Ben Bryant... 53 career rushing yards. That's after a full season's worth of starting co- in college football. Evan Prater nearly doubled that last season. Evan Prater has not started the college football game, and he has more rushing yards, almost double, than Ben Bryant. What does that tell you? That Ben Bryant, I'm not going to say he's a sitting duck, but he doesn't bring any to the offense. He doesn't bring any dynamic element. That is going to hurt the Bearcats long term. And you saw Hayden Moore couldn't really run. Desmond Ritter could. As soon as Desmond Ritter came into that game against UCLA, the Bruins defense could not stop the Bearcats offense. Michael Warren had over 130 yards rushing that game. Actually, I think it was 160. No, it was, it might have been. So, now I'm curious about this. No, he had 30. It might have been over 150. But what I'm saying to you is this Cincinnati could run the football at will against UCLA in that game. And they also mixed in the past. Jay Sean Jackson had some huge catches that game and some huge throws from Desmond Ritter. Evan Prater can do a lot of the same things Desmond Ritter could. Now, you knew more about Hayden Moore because he had started the previous two seasons than you knew about Desmond Ritter. But what you can also look at is, okay, even though the Bearcats won the military bowl and scored 35 points, it was a slog. Like Hayden Moore was only nine of 20 passing that game, did not throw a touchdown. I believe he threw a pick. Michael Warren carried the team on his back that game. It still felt like a struggle offensively. Whenever Hayden Moore dropped back to pass, you were like, you tensed up a little bit. You, don't have to do, you didn't have to do that with Desmond Ritter. You don't have to do that with Evan Prater. This is exciting. As soon as Desmond Ritter stepped on in the field against UCLA, the Bearcats offense had that dynamic switch. It was night and day. It can be the same way with Evan Prater. I know Ben Bryant hasn't had much time to start, so you really don't know if he has that ceiling, but based on his first start against Memphis, based on one season of college football in the Mid-American, which is not a very good conference, and yet they're running the spread offense, which means you should be able to do all the things you're able to do. And you can't run for more than minus whatever many yards. You only have 53 career rushing yards. That's not going to cut it for me. Evan Prater is a dynamic quarterback who will allow Cincinnati to do the same thing that they've been doing for the last four years. Run the football. You'll see for sure over time, if not sooner, that Prater will allow this offense to do just that. You won't have to change your offense me, it's a seamless transition. Again, striking while the iron is hot. Coming up, why the coaching staff needs to think beyond this season when it comes to the quarterback battle. I'll get into that next after a word from BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and defense, at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more. Mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so The coaching staff for the Bearcats, they are going to determine who's going to start quarterback based on who's playing the best in fall camp, who's playing the best this season or heading into the season. But this battle could have lingering effects for the next few years, maybe four if it's like Desmond Ritter taking over for Hayden Moore. That would be a good thing. Again, as I've mentioned, you can win an American Athletic Conference Championship with Ben Bryant, but there's always that ceiling. Couldn't run in the mid-American. Running a spread option. That one start against Memphis showed his limitations. That was a game, a big game. And I, I, I admire Ben Bryant. Named the starter, I think, the day of the game. Like, just hours before kickoff. Or at least we learned it. I learned it, you know, 30 minutes before kickoff at Memphis. Ben Bryant stepped in, threw for over 200 yards, threw a touchdown, ran for a touchdown. He did a lot of good things. But when the game was on the line, he could not deliver. Sauce Gardner gets a pick in the fourth quarter of that game. You're thinking, okay, Ben Bryan goes down and scores, holy smokes, we got a quarterback battle then. Or we would have. He didn't. Memphis gets the ball back. They go down and score a touchdown. It's a 10-point game. Ben Bryant then throws an interception out of desperation. The point is this, Ben Bryant has limitations in the ceiling. Everyone thought, oh, he's going to be, you know, the Bearcats quarterback of the future. What are you doing wasting him when Desmond Ritter is not performing? First off, that's not true. Desmond Ritter was, he was also hurt in 2019. In 2020, it took him three games to get going as it did most teams because of the COVID-shortened season. Once Ritter did, there was no looking back. But that start against Memphis showed his limitations. When you play backup quarterback for so many years, you see the game differently. I've always believed that. You know, why backup quarterbacks, you know, aren't prolific? Because they're game managers, because they act like a coach sometimes, so that gives them that, that gives them a manager style, management style that doesn't work on the field. Evan Brader was a backup, but he's got more potential, and there's that aura surrounding him because of where he was in recruiting. Imagine if the Bearcats start Ben Bryant. And they win a conference championship this year. Which the Bearcats should win a conference championship. But imagine they start Ben Bryant. They win a conference championship. They're maybe 11-2. And they go to some crapshoot bowl game. I don't think that would look good going into the Big 12. Because then you've got questions about Ben Bryant. While Evan Brander still sitting on the bench. And he hasn't played a game yet. And I think it'd be very hard for him to transfer. I think it's the easiest thing to do. You want playing time, but he's never known football and life outside of Cincinnati. And he doesn't have a lot of tape to send to another school. Now, then again, Joe Burrow didn't and look what he turned into. But as far as college tape, doesn't have much. And so that's why If you go into the Big 12 with Ben Bryan as your starting quarterback, that can hurt any chances you have of winning, of going back to the playoff, of taking this program to potentially new heights. Again, the coaching staff is going to go with the guy playing the best heading into this season. But there are a lot of lingering effects that can come from this. Imagine if Evan Prater does transfer. You can say, oh, no big deal, we got our quarterback. You also lost your highest-rated offensive recruit to a quarterback who left for one year, didn't really play that prolifically at Eastern Michigan, and then comes back and you give him the nod because, well, he's the more experienced guy. In reality, no, he's not. He might be in terms of, you know, his playing time, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Evan Brader backed up Desmond Ritter for three or two seasons. The two seasons when the Bearcats were at the height, the highest of highs, the program has ever been, and that's not experience to you, and that's not experience to the coaching staff. It should be, and listen to Evan Prater talk. Ben Bryant talks like a coach and a game manager. Evan Prater talks like he's ready to go out there and show everybody. This is why I was recruited this way in high school. This is why. I'm the highest rated offensive recruit in Bearcats football history. This is why blah, 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 etc. etc. He's ready to do that. You're putting your full trust in Ben Bryant if you make him the starter. That's not a good thing when you do that with a quarterback who has a ceiling. Again, this program has won the last five years or four years because they are willing to be aggressive they were willing to pull Hayden Moore three possessions into 2018 and say, you know what? Desmond Ritter is our guy. We're going to see what we have in him. And even if Luke Fickle wasn't totally committed to him after week one, by the end of week four, oh, you knew he was. Because you saw it in week three, too in the first quarter, when they played Alabama A&M and Ritter was 9 of 10 for 162 and I think three or four touchdowns. So... Again, this can be the same thing with Evan Prater. And by the way, the program's in much better hands now than it was when Ritter took over. Imagine handing the keys to Evan Prater to this car than the car you hand the car who you handed the keys of to Desmond Ritter in 2018. I don't have to worry about that with Evan Prater. A ceiling. The coaching staff is focused on the first game in this season, but just know there could be lingering effects from this. And if you don't strike while the iron is hot, that might come back to hurt you long-term. It might hurt this season. I don't know. It might hurt in the first game. You could be down 17-3. to Because if this game is 21-0 in the second, by the end of the first quarter, that's not going to sit well with me. It's not going to sit well with Russ Heltman. It's not going to sit well with a lot of you who have been clamoring like me for Evan Prater to be the starting quarterback this season. Again, The coaching staff is not focused on anything beyond the first game in this season. That's fine. But this is a decision. And if the Bearcats and if the coaching staff does think this way, I think they could look like geniuses. Ben Bryant is a good quarterback. But he comes with his limitations. Evan Prater, it would feel like the start of something new. While also continuing to strike while the iron's hot. All right, that's going to do it for me today here on Locked On Bearcats. Thank you, as always, for making it your first listen of every day. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel up to 420 subscribers and counting. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, Alex Frank 9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com, all lowercase. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen of every day now get yeah, more on the Big 12 by making Lockdown Big 12 your second listen. Everyday host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the Big 12 in 30 minutes. Lockdown Big 12 your second listen that's Lockdown Big 12. For the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day on tomorrow's show. One player and one area that we're not talking about when it comes to the 2022 Cincinnati Bearcats, but they could have a huge impact on how the season plays out. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you tomorrow here on Lockdown Bearcats.